0: Welcome to Why Logosynthesis Works, a podcast that explores the transformative power of logosynthesis. I'm your host, Kathy Caswell, a Master Practitioner in Logosynthesis, and in each episode, I'll be talking with a professional therapist, counselor, or coach who has experienced the profound benefits of using this model in their own life and in the lives of their clients. Join us as we explore the reasons why synthesis works and discover how it can benefit your own healing and personal growth to unlock your potential in work and in life. Dr. Lori Hobbs is joining me from Westlake Village, California, where she is a licensed psychologist and she has extensive training in a wide variety of healing modalities. She is currently the president of the Association for Comprehensive Energy Psychology, also known as ASEP, and she has a key interest in supporting the wellness and self-care of healing professionals. So thank you for joining me, Lori.
1: Oh, thank you so much for inviting me. A pleasure and an honor to be with you. Thank you. Yeah. To be part of the series. I'm always interested in learning how people were introduced to
0: logosynthesis. So can you tell us a little bit about your introduction and what attracted
1: you to train in this model? Oh, sure. Um, I became aware of Dr. Willen Lammers and logosynthesis through my work with the organization you just mentioned, ACEP. Uh, I was on the board of directors and hearing about some of his um, work that was coming, you know, his work that was highly regarded. And then we were actually talking at the time very quietly about uh, honoring him with an award. So even though he had presented ASAP in the past, I hadn't attended his workshops yet. So I became very curious about that when I thought, well, we're going to want to see who this person is. And so the... So the funny inside story. So what happened was I I registered at the next conference. We did give him an award um, for his one day workshop on um, conception shock and logosynthesis, which is really a masterclass, but that was my first intro. But what I didn't expect was that by happenstance the night before, I met him at dinner with a group of people. Oh, nice. And so I got to actually get to know him a little bit personally before Attending the workshop, uh, which was lovely, and it was it the workshop blew my mind. It just did. It was incredible work that he was doing.
0: Uh, yeah, and so, the award that he received from your organization was such a wonderful award for contribution to the to the whole
1: field of energy
0: psychology. Yes,
1: yes, and very well deserved. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was a deep dive immediately for me. <laughs> into the heart of life. and then he kept training, right? You continued on and Yeah, yeah. So uh, right. At the time I was getting my um certification as a diplomate in comprehensive energy psychology. So I felt like my eyes and heart was deeply in that, which it was, but at the same time he started to train uh online um students online and I thought, well let me at least take a basic course. And then one thing led to another and I wound up becoming certified as a practitioner. Uh, last year, and so uh, as like one as one was starting to end, the next one sort of already came in, <laughs> um, and they work very well together. Um, I, I enjoy both techniques and approaches together. But yeah, locosynthesis is unique, definitely. Great, yep. yeah. So I know that you have a keen interest
0: in self-care for healing professionals. Why is this topic so important to
1: you? Well, it's important to me in general. Um, to have self-care as just humans. I think that we have a, a tendency to get caught into doing and giving out. You know, it makes sense. Our eyes are focused out, and so we see the world outside, and it's sometimes um, not as emphasized enough for us to take care of ourselves. So that's important in general for everyone, I think. Um, but in addition... For people who are in the healing professions, there's a tendency to sometimes overgive to the detriment to ourselves. And it affects not only us and our happiness and our family and relationships, but also the quality of work potentially that we can deliver. And it doesn't, uh, when we're not taking care of ourselves, we're not modeling that what we really want for our clients. Um, so there's lots of different ways that self-care is important. Um, it feels really good when you're doing it. And when you're not, it doesn't. Uh, and sure. the people around you often will point out <laughs> when you might be in need of a little bit of tweaking here and there. Yeah, I know for myself, that's always been
0: the uh, case. It's other people that are noticing that before I notice, I find. Yeah. And, uh brave of them to remind me that I might need some self-care. Yeah. 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 So can you describe how logosynthesis specifically Mm -hmm. benefits um, people in the healing professionals to support their health care or their self-care? What makes it unique as a model?
1: Well, I think what makes it unique as a model in general, like what I found by studying these different healing modalities was that it has a lot of the um, positive benefits that energy psychology methods have, which are that um, they can be very focused, they can be combined with other treatment modalities that you're already using or know. Um, They work with more than just the mind and behavior, but also with the body and the energy systems. And what's specifically unique to Logosynthesis, with some other energy practices as well, not only, is the spiritual. Um, not, not, not everyone goes there, not, it isn't necessary to have a spiritual practice or belief in order to reap the benefits of Logosynthesis. But if that's something that you or your clients are interested in exploring, there is definitely a place for that within Logosynthesis, specifically named and utilized in ways that other systems don't even look at. yeah, it taps into that
0: spiritual energy in a way that I agree with you that, you know, if we don't have a an affiliation towards the spiritual side, it's such an elegant, compassionate way to support it without overtly pushing it on people, right? But it taps into that spiritual side of us.
1: Yes. And that I think that happens... If you believe in spiritual existence, then everything we do is potentially a spiritual moment. And a system doesn't need to name it for it to be true. But if you want to focus on it, logosynthesis has an avenue for you to be able to do that. So that that's uh, important in general and different from other systems. And then specifically with self-care, for um, issues that are... Maybe more maintenance than rebuilding. So in other words, something that needs a tune-up rather than a complete overhaul.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Logosynthesis, once you master it and learn it, you can use very nicely for self-care. And you can teach your client, the clients can learn as well. And so um, it becomes a tool in the toolbox to kind of help keep you on track. Yeah, and so I know in...
0: The healing profession, self-care, there is a big focus, not just for your own benefit, but also how you present with your client or how you can be with your client. So can you yeah. talk a little bit about that? The importance of self-care, your own self-care for the benefit of your client and working with others?
1: Yes. Well, I think one of the big burdens that people run into is what... Um, on the extreme end would be secondary traumatization. So this is the notion that by talking and sharing energy with people who have been through a tremendous amount of pain and trauma, that there's sort of a bleed through that can happen to the therapist. And that if you're not careful about managing your own boundaries and taking care of yourself, you can start to take on some of that. Cause we we're so good at building an empathic bridge, but That means that the debris can run downhill into you. Um, And so one of the things that can happen with that is you can start to get burned out. Um, So some of the signs of burnout are things like being overwhelmed or being shut down and feeling numb or distant, like you're not yourself or your energy's running low um, or um, you're highly reactive. So it's some of the things that clients and we go through ourselves as humans with trauma can start to happen if you're burning yourself out because of, often because of overcare and overdoing. So that is one of the things that can be addressed through logosynthesis and other techniques as well, but it's one of the risks of not taking care of yourself. Another, uh, that's kind of on the negative end, but on the positive end, logosynthesis self-care is really good for boosting well-being. So it's like, you don't want to just be low or neutral, you want to actually to be, you know, effervescent and inspired and creative and plugged in. And so that boosting your well being is a positive thing that you can work on as well. So those are two. But I think that the underlying, for me, foundational aspect of it is presence. When you're truly present in the moment with yourself and with others, then you're not being thrown about. With real high highs or low lows, you're just with what is in the moment. You're not really thinking about other places and times, you're not getting triggered as easily. Yeah. What a great description, because I hear that from people
0: a lot in the local synthesis community, that that's what they love about working with this model. It's, Mm -hmm. they can just be with what is and, and there is joy in being what is. And and i like how you draw, because a lot of times when we talk about, you know, the healing professions. A lot of times you're dealing with heavy topics. Right. And there is an element of just being with what is and feeling joy in that moment.
1: Or heartache or whatever else, but not bringing in other stories, you know, which is what happens so commonly. Yeah. It opens the door to other stories. There's actually an ethical mandate for healing practitioners to, assuming that there's a code of ethics, all of the code of ethics talk about self care. So not only is it wise uh, to do so, but it's also ethically expected. And so it's nice to offer options about how to make that happen, because we know we need to, uh, but sometimes the question is, well, how?
0: So do you think that these benefits, like we're talking about um, people working in the healing professions and using this for their own self-care? I tend to talk more around the topics of everyday living, and mm-hmm. um, and sometimes we don't always notice when we need self care. Do you think mm-hmm. these benefits extend to other relationships, like leaders, bosses, parents, coaches?
1: Like is that? Absolutely, partners. Yeah, yeah, an intimate relationships with partners, all of it. Anytime you can increase your presence quotient. It's a good thing, yeah. you know, and, and just, and for yourself so that you can enjoy your life more, you know, there's plenty of things that get us all down. Um, struggles that we have and challenges. It's just the nature of reality. Um, so when these things can come along that can kind of get us back into who we are really, truly, then everything else opens up. And then even when you're facing difficulties in these other relationships, you can operate from the better part of yourself.
0: Yeah. And one of the things that, especially in the times that we're in right now, one of the things that I hear a lot is kind of be strong, power on, okay. and that has a lot of benefits in a lot of ways, but it also can trigger really reactive behavior. And so when I'm thinking along the aspect of self-care. You know, I know people that work in the healing professions are educated to pay attention to their emotional triggers and their emotional well-being. Mm. Um, but in our everyday lives, you know, we're we're so busy powering on. We know to get exercise. We know to get sleep. We know to eat well. Um, but I don't know if we're always aware of where energy is blocked and how that affects everything around us. Can you maybe talk a little bit about that? Like, is there a message for people just in their everyday lives? Um, what's important for our well-being?
1: I think that there's a a myth, a story. Stories are very compelling. They They kind of run in the background like an operating system. And we don't always know the stories that we are running under or within or that are infused within us until we sit back and kind of look and have a a different story that comes in. And one of the stories of, um, our current circumstance is one of pushing hard, um, of being an individual that succeeds of one of competition, um, of one of, um, a machine kind of technol technological, uh, metaphor for for life, a mechanistic way of looking at things. And that is not the only worldview that exists or has existed over time. There are other ways of looking at things. And if you look at nature, for example, there's the four seasons in most places around the world, not everywhere, but we can take that as the, let's just say a template of the four seasons. And I would say that what I just described is probably spring and summer. You think about the, the flower or the, the bud coming up or the plant coming up through the earth, it's an incredible amount of pressure to have to burst through. So it takes an incredible amount of energy and stamina and drive and engagement with life and then the fullness of summer when the trees and bushes and plants are in their fullness. But then what follows is a natural rhythm of letting go of dropping the, dropping the leaves and the debris and all of that. And then hunkering down for winter where things go underground and you cannot live in spring and summer alone where it's, it's not a natural rhythm, but that I think is part of the story that we live in. And so to take, to value the, the softer, gentler, darker, more typical of maybe the feminine aspect, if you think about masculine and feminine as being archetypes of living, has incredible strength. In Chinese medicine, we talk about yin and yang, the yin being the feminine principle of the moon and emotion and darkness and so on, and the yang being the, the masculine principle of activity and the sun and moving forward. And you need to have both. If not, then everything crashes. Yeah, and it's interesting because when I met Willem originally, it was a busy time in
0: my life and working in sales and the large in the food industry. And um, it was all about, you know, being strong, power on, get things done. And uh, I was very, I thought I was very efficient, but I could see I was kind of looking for that kinder, gentler side of me because it felt intense. And I know now that people around me, felt, felt it as intense as well, right? But when you're in the thick of it, you don't always recognize that. And so for me, working with logosynthesis, that was a nice way to notice how I was reacting in the moment and identify those triggers. And a lot of my triggers were based on that work heard. And I grew up in a large family on a busy dairy farm, and so that was, the way we operate it. And it it served me very well, but yet, you know, how you uh, tell the story around the seasons, that certainly resonates with me that it doesn't work forever and it doesn't work all the time and just to allow that flow to come.
1: I think that we have a lot of judgment about active is good and passive is bad. and Active is right and strong and appropriate and passive or receptive maybe not passive but receptive isn't it's the opposite when in fact there is incredible strength and resilience in all of it
0: yeah and for me it wasn't until i started working with logosynthesis because over the years i've certainly looked at other you know personal development um techniques and and certainly looked at ways just to kind of calm some of those reactions, and it wasn't until I started using logosynthesis that I could resolve those underlying triggers so that, you know, I didn't have to keep working at it, but some of those patterns fell away and allowed me to be, so it was certainly beneficial for for my self-care to to, um, be introduced to it and to to train in it and to understand what's possible, and and certainly... um, It's an interesting journey. Man. Yeah. So I understand that you're going to be presenting a keynote at the keynote summit. And how can people get in touch with you?
1: So this is that there's a Hearing Touch uh, International Foundation has a a wellness summit that they put on. And this year it's going to be online. And um, it's called Four Corners Wellness Summit. And it's going to be held in just a few weeks, May 20th to the 22nd. Um, and I am going to be one of eight presenters, uh, as offering a keynote. Um, the keynote will be, um, recorded and available so that if someone buys the summit, they will have access to all of the keynotes, invited presenters. And with the keynotes, there's live question and answer. So if you're there live, you can actually have your questions asked and hope And I'm, the title of my talk is called Moving Energy with Words, Logosynthesis for Self-Care. And um, so I'm really excited about it. I just got the affiliate link. And so we'll make sure that that's available posted here. And so that you can learn more and see if you're interested to, uh, to come join us. So is there any final message you would like to leave people about uh, self-care and Find out more, you know, this might be your thing. Maybe this is an inspiration for something else. Um, You know, learn more, go to the websites, you know, talk to people, explore, Um, and don't give up. You know, um, and and the other thing is that your self-care isn't static. It's not the thing you always do with the one way. And so it changes. And what might work for you at one season of your life or a certain time of day or whatever doesn't. For some reason. And so keep exploring and keep mixing it up and making it different. So, what a great message. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. And yeah. so, to get a hold of me, you asked. Yeah. Um, so, people can, uh, if they want to learn more, can go to my website, www.drlorihops.com. So, it's drlorihops.com.
0: Awesome. Yeah. So I recommend that you go check out the website. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So thank you so much for showing, sharing your expertise and your perspective on self-care and thank how you. Logosynthesis might fit into that.
1: And uh, I certainly appreciate your insights. Yeah. It's always a pleasure to spend time with you, Kathy. Thank you. <laughs> you for listening
0: to Why locosynthesis Works. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and gained valuable insights into the power of locosynthesis. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and join us next time as we continue to explore the transformative potential of this innovative approach to personal growth and emotional healing so that you can unlock your potential in work and in life.